Images have the power to transform us. Great visual storytelling through photos, video, design, and sound have the power to move us from logic and reasoning to an emotionally driven state. Our behaviors and actions, especially as consumers, are driven by emotion. This makes visual branding the most powerful tool in your marketing machine. My name's Alec Watson. I'm a visual branding specialist. I've worked with brands ranging from pop stars to presidents. I've had an unusual career that started with gold and platinum records in music production and moved on to my first love of photography and filming. I'm excited to learn with you from business luminaries I work with, look up to, and admire. I want to make a difference in your life by raising the power of your visual brand. In three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Your Visual Brand Show. My name is Alec Watson and I am looking forward to talking about the visual cues we have when we see color that determine a price point. And hold on before you go, what? What does that mean? And that sounds boring. I promise you it's not. I find this super exciting. This is kind of a little dive into the psychology of color. Fascinating as a word I use for the unexpected. There is so much going on with color that speaks to us subconsciously that we can get color right or completely wrong when we go to show our audience our products, either through the photographs of them, the design on them, and even even the checkout. It can go right, it can go wrong. Big brands tend to do it right. Apple tends to do this fantastically well. There's lots of brands that don't do it well. Our, our feeds are full of five to 10,000 brand ads a day. Not everybody's getting this right. After today's podcast, I think you're going to be a little closer to getting this one and nailing it. And it's important. Here's why. So we can take in a visual, uh, an image, we take in the information of that about 60,000 times faster than we can read. How they did the math on that, I have no idea. As a consumer, we see an image of something and we go, hey, I like that. From the colors, just the colors in that image, we immediately apply those colors to a price point in our head. We then go looking for the price at some point while, while we're looking at this, because you know we're probably going to look at the copy next. We're going to read a little bit about it and get, get all excited. We're going to get to the price, even, even this is all just in one image, because our eye moves around that image, at which point we either stay excited, which is awesome, or we go, oh. And the one thing you never want your audience to do, you, you don't want your customer going, oh. I, I'm sure they do that. So a purchase is made by an emotional trigger. It's an emotional response to make that purchase. What we don't want anybody in our audience doing, what we don't want our customers to do is suddenly get in their heads and go, wait a minute. Once they start thinking, that's the that's the place where we're likely to lose them. We want to keep them in that emotional place. And it's not like we're trying to make them buy things we don't want them to buy. We are trying to make the world a better place, right? So in doing that, the more we can keep them in their emotional state, the better. One of the strategies of doing this is getting your colors right because color subconsciously 
tells us a whole bunch of information about a price point. We're going to go through the top three ways that color does this today. Number one, the number of colors in your offer determines price point. If you have a bunch of different colors, and I'm going to call them colors, we won't get into technical terms today. I'm going to keep this as easy as I can. The number of colors we have, if we have like say four or more colors, that tells people that this is an accessible item and lower priced. And this comes from something you've experienced your entire life. As a child, when we look at child's toys, they have a bunch of colors on them. In fact, they have a bunch of really saturated colors on them. Multicolored and saturated, we equate with fun, with play, and with a lower price point. If, if you have a product or service and it has really broad appeal and it's a good value, one of the first ways that you can tell people that without even having to have copy or anything is through the colors in your image. The more saturated colors you have in that image, the more you're just going to tell people straight out in that 60th of a second, that emotional response that this is affordable, fun, and you could have it today. You're going to find multicolored, saturated palettes at places like uh, McDonald's, Walmart, uh, the Container Store. All of these places have very accessible price points. But we don't just use this on small price items. We also use this same idea even if things are expensive, but it's, it's relative. So for instance, like a car is expensive, but if we've got a car that's targeted towards like a wider audience that's got less money, we'll put more color in that. Uh, have a look at a Kia Soul ad. They'll have uh, lots of punchy color. The, the car will be blues, reds, and then they'll have, of course, their, um, their mascots on there wearing all sorts of colors, uh, blue sky, green grass, all these really saturated colors. And that subliminally tells us that this is about fun and it's within reach. This brings us to the number two color cue that tells us about price point. So having said multicolored, really saturated colors, there is something that's multicolored that takes things kind of a notch up. I think we have a tendency when we think about psychology of color to think about single colors and it may come as a surprise to you, but we don't actually see color all that well. And we have very little color memory, meaning that if I were to show you a color, then take that color away and show you one that's close and ask you whether it's the same color or slightly lighter or darker, you probably wouldn't get it right. You actually have to see the two colors together to know whether they're the same, as opposed to with sound, with a pitch, we can go, oh, that pitch is higher. And we can tune instruments that way. We're not very good with the equivalent of color with this. Turns out we see color more in terms of relationships. So we'll, we'll see a color has a relationship to another color, relative color, if you like. And the way that relativity works in, inside a palette completely changes the way we perceive it. Let me simplify this. As a simple model, if you were to think of a color wheel, it's circular. Think of looking at the face of a clock and it's got yellow, red, blue, purple on there. You know, the, the colors of the, the rainbow on there as it goes around. That 
shows you really saturated colors. Now, if we were to put that somewhere in, say, a, a tube, there's all sorts of color models, but this is how I kind of think of color. I like to think of the color wheel as being a little slice that's inside a tube. And if that tube was 10 inches high and it was black at the bottom and white at the top, as your color wheel went up, it, all those colors would get closer to white until it became white. And as that color wheel went down, they'd all become darker versions of that color until they became black. The slice that's about 70% of the way up the tube is what we think of as the color wheel. It turns out that you can have the exact same colors, but move them up the pipe. So start making them whiter, taking your, your multicolored palette for your product and move it towards the white so it becomes lighter tones of the same colors, not, not so saturated anymore. Products or services that have the same colors but just lighter are perceived as higher quality. You're going to see colors like this in the products and packaging in a department store when you head to the home section, specifically the home section where things start to get a little more expensive and we start desaturating the colors. One of the ways we desaturate the colors is just by making them lighter. So you can still use multiple colors for broad appeal, but if you want to tell everybody that this is, you know, for broad appeal, it's accessible, but it's a little more refined and expensive, we start pushing it towards a little wider version of the same group of colors. And this would work for the service sector as well. When you're trying to tell people that something is a little more refined event, we start taking the color out of it. We start desaturating those colors. And just like if you needed to make a color lighter, if you were painting, you would add white to it. As soon as we start desaturating the colors, the prestige goes up. So if we want broad appeal, we go with multiple colors. If we want to tell everybody it's broad and fun, we go with saturated colors. If we want to tell everybody it's broad appeal, but a little more prestigious, a little more refined, we start adding white to those colors to desaturate them, making that same color palette just lighter. Apple uses this same approach for their most accessible, consumer-friendly priced iPhones. You'll see the ad and it's got really punchy colors in it. So you're going to see like the bright reds, blues, greens. Now there's now a purple iPhone. When you go punchy colors, it is for the masses. It's fun. The new IMAX came out yesterday and they came out in colors for the first time. We've had silver and black IMAX for over a decade, I'm sure, at this point. They showed up with colors yesterday in a 24-inch version. I didn't have to see the price to know that the price point had gone down on these IMAX, that these were the IMAX for the masses. How did they tell us? Well, they gave them to us in color. And the colors aren't fully saturated colors, saying that these are, are, are you know, vibrant and fun. These are a little more refined colors. You know, the anodized aluminum kind of look of colors tells us they're refined, they're approachable, and they are affordable. They gave them to us. A 24-inch iMac with a really high-resolution screen for $1,300. For the audience looking to move to an Apple product that is affordable, that's what that image tells me. 
Apple tends to get their emotional connection with their audience right. So let's go to the number three most popular cue of setting a price point with color, and that is with lack of color. If you want to tell your audience the value of your product or like the price point of your product without even having to show them a number, black and white and glossy we perceive as prestige. Now there's going to be cultural barriers to all of these things and you're going to find exceptions. But more often than not, you're going to find that manufacturers and services use these design elements in col- with color in this way so much that it has become the norm and it tells us subconsciously a price point. I mentioned the ads from Kia earlier, the, the Kia Soul, how they have really punchy color ads for the Kia Soul. Well, Kia is coming out with their new version of their electric car. It's a much higher end product It's more of a prestige product. And of course, what color is that? Well, you're going to find that in white and silver, monochromatic. And it's going to be in front of a background that is also white and silver, very subdued colors, monochromatic. Apple has always kind of been a leader in doing this on their iPhone 11s and iPhone uh, iPhone 10s. When they first came out, they had an OLED screen. Uh, This screen had deeper color saturation than any screen it had before and could also have a a bigger dynamic range like whiter whites and, and darker darks. So the best screen that had ever been seen on a phone. Interestingly, when they did their event, when they wanted their approachable phones, when they talked about those, they had all the colors of the rainbows and very Uh, color saturated screens when they were showing them off when they went to show their highest end phone that could show the deepest amount of saturation and the brightest whites and the darkest darks they went with a monochromatic version of the display monochromatic doesn't necessarily mean black and white it just means it means one color and it can be like one color toned kind of black and white so uh, a sepia tone would also be monochromatic but we we use monochrome tones in all sorts of different ad campaigns when you want to tell somebody that you've got a high-end product you reduce your color palette to one or two colors so when you see fragrance ads or high-end fashion ads the color is generally pulled out to be toned in one color and might have another punchy color. And this is our cue that this product is a high-end item. Now, in the same way we see colors as relative, uh, price point can be relative too. So you can take any of these rules, so the, the fully saturated color is in your low end. As you move up to a more refined version of a product, you're going to want to take the colors out of it. And as you get to a high-end version, you're going to want to use only one or two colors and become monochromatic. This would be the same whether you're selling a product or service that's $100 or $100,000. If your product is higher end than your competitors, you're going to tell everybody that by reducing your colors. If your product is more affordable and more fun than other people's, you're going to just add color in comparison to your competitors. If you go to a McDonald's or a Tim Hortons, a Krispy Kreme, 
you're going to get a a good cup of coffee at a budget price. Everything in there is very colorful. When you go to a Starbucks, it's not that the coffee's outrageously expensive, but it's a more high-end experience. It's more refined. We reduce the color palette inside those stores, and that applies to our expectation. Now, I can't tell you whether this is a chicken or egg thing. What came first is that as consumers, we see this so often that we subconsciously know this before we ever see a price. And when you can align your product and price point with the colors in your ad or on social media, it's going to make a connection with people and you're going to maintain your emotional connection when they get to checkout. And that is going to convert into more sales. If you're looking for the easy button on visual branding for your business, head over to yourvisualbrand.com and sign up. There's also a course there I'm super proud of on visual branding. It will give you everything you need to know about the art of visual branding so you can engage your audience through campaigns, social media, and websites like a boss. Most of the content of the course comes from years of experience of me working as a campaign photographer and visual brander for really big budget campaigns. And a lot of the education format and the frameworks, that actually came from me going to Harvard to learn how to do that so I could be a really effective teacher. This course was the capstone of my master's project. I am super proud of it. And one of the goals was to be really concise with your time. So I got these lessons down to seven minutes, seven minutes every morning for five weeks. It will change the trajectory and success of your business. Please reach out to me at Alec at Your Visual Brand. Tell me what you would like to learn about. In the meantime, get out and share some amazing images on your social media and make the world a better and more beautiful place. All right, here we go. All of them down. Quiet. Here we go. Three.